And welcome to Green Pass Gaming's Midweek Catch-Up. I'm your host, Flap, and today we have Puxley with us. Hello, Pux. Hello. And indeed, Luke. Hello, Luke. Down below, as always. There you go. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's Thursday. We're from the UK. It's been a glorious day in the UK today. Not a cloud in the sky. The sun's just setting in front of me. So, um, yeah, good times. Good times at the moment. Um, got some pretty cool topics tonight. Some of them are kind of topical in the news. Uh, one, one or perhaps two of them have, have been rattling around my head for a little while. So perhaps we'll we'll dive into those um, probably first off, actually, and kind of get those out of the way, I suppose. And um, most of the clues around what the topics on tonight's show are in the thumbnail that I'm sure most people have seen by now. But uh, yeah, let's get straight into it, shall we? Let's go straight in, chaps. Um, chat, okay. before we do, chat, thank you for being here. Don't forget... I always forget this to do to do this at the top of the show. Hit the like, share, subscribe button. That always goes a long way. Tell us how much you love us. That's fantastic. We love all of that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, let's get straight into it, shall we? No messing about. Um, the Xbox app. Now, I've seen on Pure Xbox, it's a, it's a website that I kind of go to every now and again for some Xbox news. Sometimes they have a bit of a scoop on things before other people. Um, other times not. Oh, we've lost Luke. Um and they, they mentioned a couple of weeks ago um, about the Xbox app and, and mainly around the search function and just how dire and crap it is. And Pucks and I had a chat over the weekend and we both kind of agreed and I thought, right, perhaps it's about time we do this because Microsoft is, a you know, a, first and foremost, a software company. They've had their own mobile platform um, and they seem to be really struggling with the Xbox app. It, it doesn't. For me personally, it doesn't live up to either my expectations of an app in general, but the whole Xbox um, kind of jam that they've got going on, it just seems like um, like an afterthought, Pux. Am I, am I alone in this? Am I being unfair? No, I completely agree. I know, right. I think it was around the Kingdom Hearts 4 news when that all first dropped last mm. week, and I think this is what we originally talked about when we met up over the weekend. Um, yeah, like the Kingdom Hearts 4 news came out, and I remember, oh... Is it still on Game Pass or on Xbox or whatever else? So on both, bear in mind, there's obviously two apps, right? You've got the normal Xbox app and then the specific Game Pass one. So it's split over two anyway, which I find, why can't you just consolidate it all into one? Yeah, what is that? Why? But, um, but yeah, and then like trying to search for Kingdom Hearts and then like the first, I think, 50 things which came up didn't even begin with the letter K, let alone have yeah. anything to do with the game I was, that I was trying to search for. And it's just like, what? <laughs> Don't worry, BMG, this isn't a Kingdom Hearts chat. That's just an example of the thing I was searching for at the time. But, yeah, I, feel, I just find it so bizarre how... And I think... I know Scott's had this problem as well, and I'm sure Luke has many a time, if, assuming you've obviously searched for the app. But it's just like, come on. And you said it yourself, like, 
I know they're not necessarily like the top player, right? But but you know, their own Bing search is you know, they clearly have experience yeah, they got, in they've got their own search in, engine, they know how to do a search, don't they? <laughs> exactly. Like I appreciate it's like the, the functionality of a search feature is I appreciate it's probably not as simple as it sounds, but at the same time, they've got all the experience and the backing and knowledge behind them over years, and you can't even get it into this into an Xbox app. I just find it so bizarre. It's a bit odd, isn't it? And like you say, they've split out the Game Pass side of things. Do we use apps? Do you use apps, Luke, at all? Is, is the Xbox app something you use particularly? Are we talking about uh, the mobile app here? Well, uh, kind of both, actually. Well, both as in mobile and PC. Let's let's focus on mobile. That's a, that's a good oh, salient yeah. point. I was, I was specifically referring to mobile myself. But... Yeah, but yeah, but the PC one's a bit crap as well. But let's let's deal with the mobile one first, and before we come on to the PC, do you use the PC app at all? Do I use a PC uh, app? Sorry, um, so sorry, mobile, mobile app. I meant mobile, mobile. app. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, n- no, I mean not not for anything in particular. Uh, I use it probably just to check my playtime on certain games. Okay. Because there's a little uh, button you can get to to find that. So it's just interesting. But no, I don't. I don't use it uh, at all, really. Uh, nor do I use the the Game Pass one. Um, Not at all. Oh, that's interesting. So you don't obviously have a stream or anything then. No, I mean I've tried it. I've used it. Hmm. Functionality is fine. Uh, than the Game Pass one for me. Uh, but uh, I, I don't. I don't use it day to day at all. Now BMG's just put in the chat. Hundred percent agree on the main Xbox app is awful. Yet the Game Pass app works perfectly. And I've got to be honest. Out of the two, the Game Pass one is yeah, pretty flawless. Actually, yeah. I find yeah. it. Uh, I find only way to search a game is by the Xbox website. Which again, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's kind of true. Um, yeah, I was just so disappointed. To be honest, I have bought games while I've been out and about. Something will pop up or someone says, oh, there's a deal on at the moment. I'll go on the app. S- struggle to find it sometimes in the store, the game, if it's there. Because they don't necessarily do this whole... You know, when you go to the, the store on the Xbox itself, you've got all of the deals going on and stuff. That's not necessarily in the app and stuff. Um, and I have downloaded stuff to the Xbox. So I do actually quite, kind of use it. And it's quite handy to be able to... I use it... Sometimes I'll get an Xbox message and I'm out and about and it will ping up on my phone and stuff. So I do use it. I'm just I'm just a bit disappointed that there's not much love thrown that way. And it's been like it, well, probably about two years now. At least a year and a half and stuff. But um, mm. it just surprises me. I have to admit, though, as well, what BMG said about how best way is going for the Xbox website. I personally, I think the Xbox website is equally shite <laughs> like it's just the general layouts of things i think i know they're going for their whole kind of flat tiled look and like all the from what i me- from at least when i remember using it like the the thumbnails for all of the cover art for games and stuff is it's quite big and it's obviously got a large grid as well and it, it seems to scroll infinitely and i think and the the filter options on the on the left hand side are pretty pants as well and I, I just find myself either just go straight to Google and just go straight to the link directly, mm. or I just find that I just do it for other means. <laughs> yeah, it, well, like I say, it's something that's it's something that's been flagged up on a few sort of popular websites, and it's just something that's just I'm starting to notice, and that we've put up with it for quite a long time now. But Luke, um, how do you get on with the PC app then? Because I, I'm not overly enamoured with that either, to be honest. Uh, no, it's better than it was because mm. they revamped it a little bit. Um, yeah. I think a couple of months ago now. So, I mean, it's just basic stuff in terms of where you can install files to, um, you know, is now there properly. Uh, it's better. I mean, I, I have to use it. So, you know, to access any of the Game Pass people, that's probably the worst, uh, <laughs> you know, app on, on Windows. But, 
They did this weird transition thing as well because they they had two two apps running simultaneously, didn't they? And they didn't necessarily yeah. share the same feature set. So if you actually wanted yeah. to stream yeah, exactly. from your Xbox to your PC, you had to use the old app because it wasn't in the new. It's just <sighs> yeah, yeah. It was the Xbox they, they, One app, wasn't it? That's it. Yeah, mm, yeah. Campaign and they've also I mean, the the biggest problem I think they have on the on the Game Pass app for me anyway. I don't know if other people suffer from this. Um, is that when a game gets an update, sometimes it will say, you know, on the Xbox Game Pass app, update your game, and you will click update and nothing will happen. And you can actually go and, you know, completely close down the app, reopen it, and it will nothing will happen at all. And you actually have to go into the Microsoft store, find the game, oh, God. And, or, or go, and go up to your updates, you know, in the top right of the store, uh, where everything else is, uh, you know, not just game stuff, and then it will pull through the update on the store and kind of transmog it to the app, basically. So it's a bit, it's still a bit, it's still a massive pain. I'm, I'm guessing it's a separate team that deal with that side of things, and they're obviously not perhaps under the same scrutiny as, um, as Phil Spencer puts everyone else under. And in fact, they might not even report into Phil Spencer. They might be a different part of the business potentially. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, it's just it's just quite a stark sort of difference between you know because I think I actually think the the Xbox OS I've got used to it I quite like it I've got a PS5 as well that's kind of okay they're both functional I think the software actually on the Xboxes themselves is pretty sound actually and they've got some fantastic features coming out but um, yeah it's just the sort of support and, and BMG's put in the um, in the chat that the, the the PlayStation app works flawlessly I'd argue that I don't know about flawlessly but it's certainly a lot better. Um, yeah, I find the general interface of the PlayStation app to be a lot nicer as well. Mm, just so yeah. the design, the way they've done it, and I kind of—I mm. mean, yeah—I should say flawlessly is very subjective, but I've had very minimal trouble with the PlayStation app in comparison mm. to the Xbox One. Yes, very bizarre. Well, we won't dwell on that one too long. I just thought it was an interesting one to bring up, and I know that I'm not probably alone on on disliking that particular app, and I use it. I do use it every now and again, so it is a frustration for me that it's just been. Dropped, mm. I guess, on some level. Just to add as well, I mean, I've had those same problems that Luke was mentioning, that, you know, the convenience of being able to go onto the app to then select, oh, this game's just come out on Game Pass, I'm nowhere near home or whatever else, I'll trigger it now, and then by the time I get home, it's done. And then it never does it. <laughs> yeah. At no point have I ever come home. And it's, I think the one time it kind of worked was when the Balan Wonderworld demo first came out. <laughs> of all that, things. And of all things, when it, but I say it kind of worked because I did it, and I came home, booted up the Xbox, and oh, it was there. But then it wouldn't actually load. It kept saying, like, oh, invalid license key. Or it was like some sort of error message like that. Or hmm. you need the disc to play this game. It's just like, it's a demo. It's a digital demo. What the hell? So I had to delete it and then reinstall it from the Xbox, you know, directly on the Xbox. And then obviously it worked fine. But yeah, even that didn't work right, which I thought was very bizarre. But yeah, well, oh, I, hope, I hope, you know, I hope they get their shit together in the long run. Um, it's, it's not a deal breaker for anyone. I'm not suggesting mm. that it is, but um, yeah, it's just an interesting sort of a little insight, actually. Like I say, perhaps it's a different part of X, uh, Microsoft or Xbox that, that deal with that side of things, and they're definitely not up to uh, to the sort of standard that we'd expect from the Xbox sort of uh, software development side of things itself. Let's move on to the to the Game Pass one, if we can. Um, mm, sure. Again, I don't know. Perhaps I'm being unfair, and and again, I've seen a few comments floating around and stuff so i thought i'd kind of pick it up on this show but um the quality of the games dropping into game pass seems to have tailed off slightly i, I don't I, i'm happy to be challenged on that and i am paraphrasing 
um, some other comments that I've read on the internet. It doesn't necessarily make them valid, but I do kind of understand where that kind of feeling comes from. I think it's because we haven't had any huge drops lately and perhaps we've been spoilt as gamers with Game Pass. Just wondering what your guys' thoughts and feelings were around Game Pass when you get to see the new swathe of games coming in. Are you mildly disappointed or are you absolutely over the moon about it? Pucks? For them, I mean, I always like seeing the, the you know, as new games coming to the to the to the Game Pass storefront, so to speak, every every month, whatever it is. It's always, you know, it's always fun to see what, what's new coming. But I, I get what you mean. But I ha- again, I, ha- I did, I have been thinking about this, and I'm not sure whether it's one of those things. We kind of mentioned something similar on last week's show as well, where is it the f- you know, I don't know whether or not it's is it fair to say are oh, the quality of games not quite what we expect, or is it more this genre of games that are coming out to Game Pass don't fit with what I feel like playing, so therefore it just feels like it's a bit shit. You get what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, I mean, if you if you're into if you're not into JRPGs and this month there's three of them, then yeah, I guess you feel a bit hard done by. I mean, the good thing about Game Pass, like we've always said before, you know, is that it does put games in your in front of your eyes which you have may have never even considered before, or just wouldn't have discovered because you never find them. But hmm. personally, for me, I've I've not found myself seeing... I mean, the only one I'm looking forward to playing is Bug Snacks because I was intrigued <laughs> with, with it. I know, of all games. But it, but it goes again in our conversation last week when we said about how it feels like there's not any... We don't really know... Well, sorry, we know what's coming out, but that's like next year and beyond or very late this year. Like in the immediate months between now and holiday season, it's like, what's coming? Not a lot from what we know. So anything feels like a bonus at this point, but... At the same time, it's there's so many other games I'm catching up on as well that I don't know. I, I <laughs> it's hard to describe really, but yeah, I, I, is it fair to say the quality is lacking? I don't know. I, I suppose it's more. There's no kind of more bigger AAA ish titles coming out, is well, there? Which not new. Well, may, well, yeah, not new ones. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect a lot of new ones, but maybe mm. something that's come out or been out for maybe a couple of years. Which well, like take Bugsnax for example. I know it's a it was a you know it's gone from PlayStation exclusive to to multi plat release and it just happens to be bundled within this deal which is great for anyone else who played it but other games like that which you think oh you know could they've come to the to the service yes but maybe there's just maybe they maybe they are trying to do something in the background and it's just a load of legal and licensing nightmares yeah, potentially, but you'd have thought that would have been going on for the you know previous months, and they'd be at a point where they can. What's your take on it, Luke? Do, you know, mm. are we being unfair? Is that an unfair comment with with Game Pass? I mean, I guess it's going to have its peaks and troughs. Um, I don't know. Do you do you feel a little bit hard done by over the last couple of months worth of games or not? Um, yeah. Well, not hard done by. I mean, no. as you say, there there are peaks and troughs in this stuff. So mm. um, there are going to be months where there's there's less. I think you know, for me, like. The last big thing to come out there was probably Guardians, which I've yeah. already played, bought, bought it last year. So for me, it's nothing. But for other people, you know, that's a really great game. So, hmm. um, and they, and they hadn't played it before, obviously. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's just one of those things. I mean, we we knew essentially that by the time you know Halo Infinite had come out, that at least from a first party perspective, they were pretty dry for a while microsoft so hmm. you know absent those games in the service and then this i mean you know there's been a few like some big third party stuff that's released this year but the realistically was never going to go in game pass 
So um, they're kind of stuck with, you know, historic games from last year, further back than that, you know, some indies. Um, I think some of the indies could have been a bit better. You know, there's some bigger indies you could have tried yeah. to get in. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's it's fine. Um, they're still adding stuff, which is, which mm. is cool. And, and there's stuff like, you know, Crusader Kings that came out, which is... You know, yeah, supposed to be very good and and kind of a bigger title, not huge, but a bigger one. So we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens in the next few months. But it's uh, it's entering that that period where you start to uh, not question it in terms of as long term, but as a subscriber, you're like, oh, you well, know, what, am I, is it worth sticking around? Exactly. For now, that, should I just cancel it? You know, and yeah, pick that, it up. That's exactly where this topic kind of came off. I saw a few comments saying, well, you know, nothing's really landed for a while. I'm going to cancel my subscription, and if something lands, then then I'll get it again. And of course, you're free to come and go as you, as you please like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that where this kind of topic came from, really. And I've I've, I've seen those sort of comments yeah. floating around in in various mediums and, and various platforms and stuff. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I think Tunic was quite a big one for me, uh, and also you know uh, I think Lost in Random. I'm quite intrigued by. It. I've downloaded it, not played it yet. I'm, I'm too busy playing Dark Souls three at the moment. But um, so this, you know, there, it's, I guess we're on trickle feed at the moment. There doesn't seem to be anything big coming along, but perhaps, uh, and I think it's been suggested in the comments that actually perhaps this is somewhat of quiet before the storm. Perhaps it's going to be a bit of a bigger summer sort of blowout um, from Xbox. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping that there's perhaps some other titles yet to come in. Um, <clears throat> are we going to see any big AAAs coming in soon? Do you think, Pucks? Is it, is it, you know, because, uh, well, we've got, saying that, I mean, this kind of bleeds into the next topic slightly, but um, mm. they did announce that Assassin's Creed Origins was going to drop, um, which AAA titles are quite a few years old now, but... It is, but I suppose, well, let's start talking about that as well, I guess. It all kind of fits into the same topic. Um, what I found more interesting about that, and it's also For Honor, isn't it, as well, that's coming, mm. so is that they haven't said when, they've just said, oh, between May and June. And again, BMG suggesting in the chat, you know, given the way it was announced, are they trying to announce some sort of, you know, is Ubisoft Plus coming to the, coming to the survey? I mean, I'm, I'm not totally convinced myself that Ubisoft Plus is coming as part of Game Pass, but maybe it's being integrated as part of Xbox, perhaps, um, unless there is a deal being struck. But I, I just don't, I just don't know if I see it happening with the whole Activision stuff going on. And, you know, with the idea that those stuff would have may eventually come into the service. I just don't know. There's not really much basis on this. It's just more of a feeling that I have that I just don't feel like it's something that Ubisoft would be open to do. Because uh, they usually try to push their own stuff. But either that, or but I could be wrong, and maybe it's the inverse. Maybe they are seeing the success that, that maybe EA Play being part of Game Pass has driven people to be playing battlefields and all those kind of things for example maybe they are thinking actually let's troll this who plays battlefield <laughs> no one plays battlefield anymore not 2042 that's for sure not the latest yeah. one no that's true yeah <laughs> they, weren't they down to less than a thousand concurrent players at some point and i, and I think battlefield Steam, yeah. Yeah. five was five was about forty-two thousand yeah. players or something stupid it's like wow yeah yeah. That's a colossal fuck well, up, isn't yes. it? That one. <laughs> yeah. And I think what, what was it? There was even more people on Battlefield Four as well. Mm, yeah, the one before yeah. that yeah. game is. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's mad. Hmm. Yeah. So um, Assassin's Creed um, Origins dropping in, Luke. I mean, is that a, a kind of a, a big deal? Do you think is that going to be is that going to be enough to entice people? And it's not really, is it? 
No, no. I mean, again, if you've not played that game, cool. I just quite like Assassin's Creed Origins. I think it's the oh, best yeah. one. Of I didn't think you was an Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, oh well, no, I have a checkered history of Assassin's Creed because oh. I hated the first one. I absolutely hated it. Oh. The second one's one of my favourite games, probably of all time. Um, uh, and then third one, kind of garbage. Black Flag was very good. Uh, and then it, Unity was very flawed. I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, and then uh, when it got to Origins, Origins was the start of them kind of RPGing the Assassin's Creed games, and mm. I quite enjoyed it. Was it also the um, first kind of open worldy one as well? It was right, like where you could traverse well, anywhere or not. Was that, they're all kind of open world, weren't they? They're all well, kind no, of open world. The other ones are kind of like but... zoned off, aren't they? I suppose Black Flag. Well, Unity, mm-hmm. Black Flag was open worldy. Unity was. Well, Black Flag was big open world. Um, God, Black Flag was good. Um, I love that game. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And Unity was, uh, you know, in Paris, open world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Origins was the first one, like I said, where they introduced a lot of the RPG stuff into it. Um, and uh, it was probably, for me, the last, like, quite good one. I found um, uh, Valhalla and uh, Odyssey a bit uh, crap. But anyway... Um, <laughs> The, Any particular uh, reason for that, or like, because I know like the general uh, it, they just became is Origins is the worst one out of the three, so to speak. But well, uh, oh, see, I, I, I think the thing is that Origins is quite a big game, um, but it was quite focused in the way that Assassin's Creed used to be focused. Um, Valhalla and Odyssey, probably Odyssey in particular, actually, um, they're just so bloated. They're just so, so bloated, full of crap um, and full of like Ubisoft tropey stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas Origins was kind of the beginning, like Origins was very fresh for Assassin's Creed, right? By the time Odyssey hit, it was kind of, you know, they'd figured out what to do and how they wanted to do it. And, and Valhalla is just an extension of that. So, mm. and I'm not saying about games because I know a lot of people enjoy them. Um, and I've played, you know, I played 20 hours of Odyssey. I think I played maybe 20 hours of Valhalla. Um, and but but after a time, it's just it's too much uh, for me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Origins, it's not a big deal coming to Game Pass. Not neither is For Honor. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, that was a strange choice. I, I think. It's, mm. but, and yeah. Apparently, it's got its own uh, niche following, but I don't see it building up any much much more steam than what it already has. Personally, but no. And I think, I mean, I, I don't think they're... I would be really surprised if Ubisoft Plus came into Game Pass, you know, became part of the offering. Because it, it, in of itself, I think it's $15 a month. You know, it's Ubisoft, every Ubisoft game day one. Uh, I don't know why they would put that into Game Pass unless Microsoft offered a frankly obscene amount of money. Because most of their games, you know, Assassin's Creed, etc., sell extremely well and that service is only you know it's not really great value you know because you're you're paying 15 dollars a month for the you know the big ubisoft games but they don't release tons and tons of games in a year um so um yeah i'd be pretty surprised um if they they could maybe offer it one day but i would expect it to be part of a separate subscription for game pass you know like another tier um, because even EA aren't offering their their premium subscription service, which is the same as Ubisoft Plus in in Game Pass. You know, it's it's just the EA Play, the basic version. So, hmm. yeah, I've got some comments here as well. So I know Scott here has said 
yeah, I think Ubisoft Plus is a bit too much of a stretch. It's £15 a month on its own, as you already said, Luke. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a bit much to include in Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, and yeah, again, Scott said it as well. Uh, UB Plus include their games day and date, as you just said, Luke. Uh, yeah, and I think it's more likely if Ubisoft introduce a smaller slash cheap tier more akin to EA Play. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I can see that more of a thing. I mean, what is the difference between EA Play on Game Pass and actual EA Play? Like EA Play Premium, whatever it is. Like, what don't, is the difference? Don't you get day the, and date the, games? The prim- yeah, it's day and date. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you don't get that on Game Pass Ultimate, sure. No. Yeah, but to be honest, you know, the, the, the latest FIFA doesn't take too long to come out, does it? I don't think. Four months? Is that about right? I'm not a FIFA fan. It's 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 not too long. I mean, yeah. it, it, all of the games are sort of six, between six to twelve months. They'll drop in in EA Play. So, uh, and I think it's uh, I don't know if it's the same for Ubisoft. Uh, the Ubisoft service actually. I don't know if they, if it takes a similar amount of time. I haven't looked into it. But, uh, do um do Ubisoft have an annual game? I don't think they do really. Do they like FIFA well, or Call used of Duty? Assassin's Creed. Uh, it used to be yeah. It used yeah. to be Assassin's Creed. Um, They've but backed no, off on it. Not, not really. Because I'm thinking, yeah, you know, really. with, with with things like FIFA and Call of Duty, you know, the first, I would suspect the first four months are the most critical for that game. And then obviously sales yeah. probably completely drop off by then. So you might as well stick it in a service like um, like Game Pass or, or, or EA Play. Uh, yeah, EA Play on, on the Game Pass service. So, so FIFA coming to the service four months in... That probably actually draws a load of extra players in that they wouldn't necessarily have had, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, hmm, yeah. interesting. So I've got some more comments here as well. I've got BMG saying uh, saying true, but if the rumors are true and the price increasing in the near future, and Xbox can show it, uh, increased player base, I think a deal could be struck. Just so weird how Xbox going about it all makes me think they could be going for something bigger. Regarding their announcement, and then adds on maybe Xbox could redo the tiers like PlayStation, and maybe include it in a higher tier. And Scott jokes Ultimate Plus. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably go. I mean, obviously, depending on the price, I'd probably go for that. Which is ironic because we kind of started this topic saying that some people were considering dropping off Game Pass, you know, whilst they're in this kind of lull. And like I say, you know, happy, happy if people that are you know in Game Pass are absolutely loving the swathe of games that are coming out lately. Um, but yeah, there are some others that obviously don't feel like that. Um, so yeah, perhaps something like you 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 play you know an extra tier where you get the the Ubisoft games in their day and date as well, or or at least some more of the the later titles could entice mm. some people back in. Perhaps I'd be up for that. I don't know what else they could offer though. What else could they offer on the extra tier? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> if this if the top, if a new top top tier would be mm. including EA Plus and Ubisoft Plus, if that yeah. was ever a thing, then yeah. That that's surely your offering, isn't it? You get those games day and date on top of the Xbox stuff. Yeah. I wondered, uh, and I did mention it before, and I think there was a comment saying this would never happen. But I just, you know, they could in, they could potentially include things like battle passes for Halo or um, Call of Duty and things like that in the top top tier, perhaps. Don't know if that'd be enough yeah, to be interesting as well. Yeah, if you're a fan of the game, free battle yeah. pass. Yeah. Hmm. So um, we'll make it a perk. Yeah. You, you, Ubisoft Plus was was mentioned to be coming to the service, and it's it's all gone really quiet since, hasn't it? Um, I don't really know what they're waiting for. I don't know if there's something kind of happening in the in the sort of, sort of the summer showcase, as it were. Um, 
and and you know there's been some speculation around whether the Assassin's Creed is kind of um, uh, another kind of inching forwards towards the the Uplay Plus launching on Xbox as a standalone thing as well. Do you think we're far off from it actually launching? And do you think it would really what? be that popular? Is it a popular service? Do you think? I don't really know the numbers. What on Ubisoft Plus service? You mean? Mm. I mean, I don't know any numbers. It, I instinctively think that it's probably no more or less popular than EA. EA Play service. I'd have thought it was um, less popular, personally, but just because of FIFA, I think. Maybe, but then you know you have to remember there are a massive pool of people that are right into. I mean, it's easy to think of the main ones like Assassin's Creed and like Far Cry or whatever else. But um, but then don't forget you've got games like PC only games that have come to Ubisoft Plus. Like is it the Anno mm. series, um, like the strategy management games like that, which are like there's tons of those games. And you've also got the Rayman series, and there's all sorts of PC exclusives as well regarding, and the Rabbids franchise that's all on there. I think there's probably more to it than I think anyone may initially think. But again, you have to be a right Ubisoft. Whore, I guess to to, <laughs> to really yeah. love it, I guess. But... I'm, I'm I'm guessing Luke has got the the premium service. I'm joking, by the way. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the numbers are like for it. I, I I would think they're less than EA, um, partly on the games basis, but also, well, yeah, I think I think actually, uh, I I don't think either are particularly popular because if you think about EA Play Plus or whatever it's called, um, you know, it's a PC led service, but nobody plays FIFA on PC. Nobody plays those games. Yeah. Like it's they're not yeah. they're not big popular games on that on that platform. Uh and um you know most people like subscription services on PC generally aren't that popular. People just like to go through Steam, you know, or mm. occasionally they might have to go to Epic for something that's so uh, I would think Ubisoft Plus and uh, the EA equivalent are probably, you know, not too far away in numbers. I think the EA one's probably ahead of it because it launched a lot earlier than Ubisoft Plus did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't... Coming to Xbox, will it be popular? Um, maybe a bit. Like, I don't think many people are going to rush to pay Ubisoft $15 a month to two, three games a year. I don't think that's really, you know, in a backlog. Mm. I don't think that's realistic on top of, you know, Game Pass uh, as well. Um, it will be useful for some people. As, as Scott said, you know, if you like Super Fanboy, you might like love it, you know, like the phrase. But Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird that it's gone quite silent, but equally, they're probably just working out how, it, you know, functionality and stuff like that. So I wonder if on top of that as well, whether or not it's to do with the, you know, again, the whole pandemic causing delays of games and stuff. I'm wondering if different games or titles that maybe we don't even know about being pushed back may have also been a factor in that why it's gone silent. Kind of these heavy rumours that, oh yeah, it may be announced and then and then it came about that, oh, Assassin's Creed it wasn't, you know, that changed from being an annual release to every two years, whatever it is now, for example, or even more mm. so whatever the new plan is. So I'm wondering if maybe Ubisoft plans like that may be delayed what maybe Microsoft want to do with the service or, where, or between yeah. the two of them perhaps assuming it's a thing of course it, um, you know it's a fair point and actually think about it um, the Ubisoft Plus service generally speaking um, going forward it has even probably less value than it did a couple of years ago for the simple reason that first of all Ubisoft are all in 
to service games. So as you said, Pucks, like yeah. stuff's taking longer. They're making bigger games. Yeah. And the second one is they're also pivoting uh, to, in a big extent, to free to play, and you don't need a service for that. Yeah. So you've, you know, you've got what X, X Defiant coming out at some point. You know, um, what was the other one? Uh, yeah. What was remember. the other one? Uh, the, I think there's a one that Tom Henderson was talking about another day. That's like a, a like a, a hyperscape follow up, but not hyperscape because that flopped so massively. Which is like a battle <laughs> arena, battle arena type game with battle royale. Um, uh, there's uh, Heartlands, the Division Heartlands. So I think that's supposed to be free to play. Um, yeah. Next Assassin's Creed is supposed to be heavily service based. You know, going even away from Valhalla. You know more towards the service direction, so hmm. I don't really see model has yeah. for Ubisoft. I say, is there a plan that maybe they'll retire the service and then just integrate it into Game Pass instead and get revenue that way? I mean, as you <laughs> said, because you make good points there. I mean, if, if they're and yeah, a lot of their more recent titles than ones coming out are definitely moving to that free to play model or very you know, or long term service based to the point where you know, are people still gonna be wanting to pay 15 quid a month to play? Assassin's Creed 2 over again, when you can just buy it one time for yeah. for 10 quid well, uh, on, on one of the many deals that there are. <laughs> uh, Ash Reviews Games has put in there, I forgot X Defiant was a thing. And uh, I quite like that comment because I don't know about you guys, I, I fall off Ubisoft games very hard and very quick. And it doesn't take, they're not out long before they're in a sale and stuff. I don't think they're sort of, their replayability and their resale value really stays very high. I'm really surprised that you... Um, you play well, Ubisoft Plus is kind of sustainable on some level. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of. I feel like in a way, all kind of first came out around the more open worldy Ghost Recon games, didn't it? Before that massively flopped. And I think <laughs> ever, had... I think since I think is it Breakpoint, and then they've even announced that they're 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 killing the service. It's you know it's gone yeah, now. Or yeah, it's exactly. Discontinued. So mm. I don't know whether or not it's to get more people onto that kind of game, and then. Maybe it's just all backfired because of popularity and, I don't know, things going wrong, perhaps. Hmm. They've had some real humdingers, haven't they, Ubisoft? They've, they've made some... I mean, has anyone played um, Far Cry 6? Has anyone played that? No, I haven't. Luke, is that not your thing? I quite, you quite like the Far Cries, don't you? Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I tend to love Far Cries, but I've just... Hmm. Uh, no, just bad timing. Yeah. Uh, uh, that would be the only thing that I would be excited uh, about, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, if you, no, I, I guess if you look at their roadmap, sort of, uh, I mean, for me, um, Splinter Cell remake, that's probably it. That's probably the only thing I'm looking forward to. So, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, this, this, to, I don't know about you guys. This to me feels like the quiet before the storm. Perhaps I, I think this might be the pre E3 sort of lull in games and news and announcements. Perhaps yeah. we are kind of getting to that time. Um, well, they're not, they're not going to drop any surely. massive bombshells, are they? Just before what would be E3, surely? No, of course, but but at the same time, I don't think we can expect there to be a lot of instant good releases around E3. Well, unless it is something like you know Ubisoft coming to to Game Pass as an add-on, and we you you get Assassin's Creed One through Origins added to the service, for example. But I, I don't think we're going to get anything more recent that maybe people will be more interested in until later in the year. Still, don't think. Hmm. Unless obviously things are coming out in you know the summer and on kind of period, but 
yeah, it's a bit of a weird time, isn't it, in in the gaming, at least from a Game Pass perspective. I know there's, well, if you're on the Nintendo front, it's kind of up and down at the moment. PlayStation, I think, is also the same-ish. It's kind of up, again, depending on the type of genre you're into, it all feels up and down in general, <laughs> if you get what I mean. It's, it's a very weird time, but as you say, hopefully, yeah, I think e- I think everyone's looking forward to E3 for this particular reason, aren't they? Just to see, right, what can we look forward to in the immediate future, as well as on top of the things that we know about that are coming over long term. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, the the E3 equivalent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm hope. I mean, we did mention this on a couple of shows ago, didn't we? You know, with the lack of a lot of first party titles, and I think Scott mentioned that he, he thinks that you know. The, the plan was that it was going to be enough first party, uh, first party titles kind of trickling into the service to keep it fresh and relevant. Um, and that the current first party titles in there should be enough to keep people going in between the, in, in between those sort of periods. But I don't know. I mean, it depends how hard you fall off the games. I mean, there's always something new and fresh around the corner. There's always something new to play. Um, this, is, this is something I've actually been, as everyone's been talking, I've been thinking about this as well because I went through Game Pass the other day just trying to think of something new. And, you know, there's so many great titles on there. You know, just take the Bethesda ones, you know, it would be like Fallout or the Doom series. But I've played know, them. I've played them all. This is the thing. Like, I look at them and think, oh, I think it's like Skyrim Special Edition with like all the DLC included. I think, oh, it would be great to jump into that. But equally, I start it up. I think, yep, cool. I love, I love this back then. I love it now. But I equally also know that it's going to take me a good sixty plus hours minimum. Oh, yeah. So, or you know, that, well, that's a very low number. Like we're talking three figures, aren't we? Like oh, hundreds yeah. of hours yeah. worth of time to really enjoy all that extra content, and as you say. But then I'm aware that there's something new coming out on Xbox or other other platform that I know I'm going to want to play. So then I'll drop off of that one, and then before I know it, I've not touched it in weeks or months. And then oh, it's taken up space on my hard drive. I'll just delete it, and maybe I'll download it again next year <laughs> it's really weird because so, uh, i mean yeah. elden ring's done that to me i know it's not part of game pass but that's really fucked me over if i'm honest elden ring because what it's done is it's got me into the soul genre um and so i'm i'm now uh, you know playing the souls games hard so i've completed elden ring i've now completed bloodborne i'm halfway through dark souls 3 and it's actually taken me like a down a little rabbit hole and I'm now actually playing yeah. some of the old, slightly older titles to get my sort of um, from software kick. Um, so and that's just more. You're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's just, just, void. just... Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I did start playing Tunic, and I, I did enjoy Tunic, but uh, uh, is is kind of it's, it's a bigger game, uh, and it's taken my attention away from that. I mean, I'll probably come back to Tunic at some point, but when I do, there'll be something else. To player, and I know we sound like spoiled kids with so much content and so much stuff to do, and almost too much stuff. Because, like you say, you know, when you when you scroll through uh, Game Pass, you think this is a fantastic service, but I don't really want to play mm. any of the games because I've played them. Yeah. Well, again, I've just got I've got two comments here I want to read out. So, yeah, Ash Reviews Games says, yeah, there are so many games nowadays, which mm. is true. There's hundreds, like tens and hundreds of games coming out every day. If you include, you know, indie titles that come up to itch.io, for example. And BMG as well said, uh, with nothing really due out, it's hard to output something. Sorry, it's hard to put out something fresh and new in the service. Plus, with game delays happening left, right, and centre, it makes it harder to please the audience. And as you say, maybe our sport kids because we love games, we're heavy gamers, and it's our life and it's our passion. But you know, it, it's some. You know, we don't want to come across a sport. We know we're spoiled. I love the service. We're not dumping on the service, but it's. 
it's just that lull in gaming, isn't it? <laughs> I think uh, we've been... Condi- you know what? I think it's a testament to how fantastic the service has been up until this point because there's been so many heavy hitters that we're kind of spoiled, really. We, we're kind of... We're used to the good stuff uh, and now now it's eased off slightly. And like I say, that's just my opinion. Most... Some some other people might yeah. think, what do you mean it's slowed or It hasn't. You know what I mean? It's still fantastic. But, yeah, it, it's... Um, hmm. Well, I'm hoping suppose, for a yeah. big blowout in June, to be honest. Yeah. So on top of everything you just said, as I said earlier, that just knowing that if I wanted to look at, I know I mentioned Skyrim, I use it as an example, but I just, it's good to know that that will, for the most part, always be on the service. So if I want to play that game again, yeah, like I've got to worry about, oh, I've got to buy it, I'll wait for it to be on mm. sale, and to which point I may not bother. It's there ready for me, as well as the dooms and the fallouts and everything else. The fact that it's there, I think it's a good thing to have rather than, you know, so maybe maybe it's a uh, a mentality and perception shift, perhaps, rather than, oh, we want something more and new. It's obviously there's so much content you can have at any one time and play at any one time. So maybe it's more the fact that it's nice to know you can do it rather than where is this new stuff now? Which yeah. I know we're not I know we're not saying that, but I, I, I mean, I wouldn't stop my subscription because the, I guess the other thing is, is they drop things out of the blue. You know, you, you never actually quite know what's coming in the next couple of weeks until until that little True. thumbnail lands and you look through. I'll tell you one thing that really does piss me off, and I don't know if you've had this, Luke, as well. Um, you look through and you think, oh, there's, there's like seven new games. You think, actually, no, it's not. That's the same game we've already got, but it's now you, you can now stream it or they've now added yeah. that to PC and it's not quite as good as it first looks, if, if, if you see what I'm saying. Um, I've fallen into that trap a few times. But um, hmm, interesting. I've got a comment here from uh, yeah, BMG's also said yeah, even though things are a bit on the quiet side, I'd still keep my subscription going as I love it and I can just play what I want when I want. And I agree with that as well. I personally, I would just I've got no reason to cancel it because for how much I play, for how much it costs a month, sorry, I get more than eleven quid's worth a month out of it, easy. So, and even even on a dry month, if I may not play it so much, I know that I'm gonna get that money back. From everything else, I'm going to end up downloading. Yeah, if you understand what absolutely. I mean. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And to be honest, you know, as the service goes, if if Sony are kind of copying that idea, then it's obviously the way to go. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. We've got Mr. Keema in the chat from America. Welcome. I don't know what sides. Don't know what side or what coast you're on. Let us know, or if you're in the middle. Um, talking of um, services uh, and uh, serve games to serve some free to play, even um, Luke. Um, it was mentioned earlier in the week that. Um, Xbox were considering putting adverts into free-to-play games, non non-intrusive adverts in free-to-play games. Um, I don't know where I felt about that. At first, it sort of like it kind of dawned on me: oh, are they not in there already? And you still think, no, they're, they're not. Um, and obviously, lots of free-to-play games are incredibly popular, so that they draw in some big numbers, which obviously straight away keeps advertisers interested. Um, you know, what's what's your thoughts around this? Could um, uh, depends how it's done, really. They said non-intrusive. I don't really know what that means. They were talking about product placements. There's like signs on billboards and stuff. Would would you potentially have a problem with that? I'm guessing not. No, not not really. I mean, if it's non-intrusive and it's you know, uh, as you say, you just see it in the world somewhere. Um, not really that bothered. Um, other games have had it, you know, uh, in the past. Um, yeah, Stranding had it, you know. Um, well, product a plate was it? Was it? Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was monster. Yeah, it was monster. Yeah. So stuff like that, yeah. like nobody, like I didn't care. You know, you, you might not notice no. it half the time. So, so uh, and if as long as it's in free to play games, I think that's okay. Uh, if it starts crossing over into, I mean, 
Death Stranding was okay because it was just one thing mm. in in the game, and that was obviously a premium game, and it it, it was not intrusive at all. Uh, but if it becomes more commonplace, I think it will just be irritating more than anything. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily boycott a game over it if it's not intrusive, but uh, it would start to get a bit annoying. Well, it it does worry me slightly because free to play games, so and let's use Fortnite as the example here, incredibly popular, you know, massive, massive amount of players playing that. So lots of eyes on the screen, lots of advertising, real estate, you know, screen space that they can that yep. they can sell off. Um, but they're all they're already making a shit ton of money with the battle pass and the stuff they sell. I mean, this is just upping the ante to, to the next level yet again. I mean, they're not they're not struggling uh, struggling for their uh, payroll. Um, I just it worries me that that like you say, this could start bleeding into sort of mainstream games. And, and like we say, product placement isn't anything new. I remember playing Crazy Taxi, and you'd pull up outside of KFC, and there was Tower Records if you remember them. I think it was something else. Um, and to be honest, back in those days, it was kind of a novelty. Um, probably around the 2000s, 2001. Um, and, and in Death Stranding, I've seen that. He kind of walks towards a table and picks up a can of Monster, doesn't he, and drink it and stuff. And like you yeah. said, that's, I would consider that non-intrusive. But I, I can imagine, you, you, you know, in the in, in Fortnite, where, when you're in the area waiting for everyone to sort of collate, and, and I can't remember what you call it, you, before the bus comes, Pucks, what's that bit yeah. called? Battle bus. Yeah, but before that bit where everyone you can't actually kill each other, but you can shoot each other. Oh, yeah, it doesn't really have a it doesn't really have a name. It's just like the pre-match zone. Yeah, that that to me seems yeah. a bit of dead space that I think they could sell, and I'm just worried that they're going to crash in with an advert for Coke or or something along those lines. And and although that's not necessarily a problem, after you've seen that same advert for the forty second time, um, what if take Fortnite for an example? Then I mean, I've got a comment I really I want to read out in a minute as well, but. Say, what if in games like Fortnite, free to play, if they start bringing them in, what if they did it as part of the gameplay where, you know, rather than like rather, rather than your potion being like a blue bottle of whatever, that is you know, <laughs> a kind of, of coke monster. or something. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like how would that? How would you feel about something like that if it was integrated that way, rather than you know, as you say, like in-game billboards with advertisements for things which just don't have, just don't make contextual sense in the games that they're in. I mean, I think, arguably, Coke isn't either, but Fortnite being free to play is kind of formed this metaverse and it's had in game concerts based on real people. And uh, it's kind of crossed that barrier already in a way. For me, as a 45 year old, I would actually think that's quite a cool thing to do. It, I don't think people with younger parents, uh, sorry, parents with younger children will think that's cool because I think that they will find, feel that their children are being sort of targeted for this sort of product placement, which to be fair, they will be. Yeah. Let's face it. They're not going to be, they're not going to be advertising condoms in Fortnite, are they? It's going to be everything aimed <laughs> at 10 year olds and below, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's your armor. You yeah. put it on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the thing is though, that, I mean, look, Fortnite is a walking advertisement anyway. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it, you know, you're in a game and someone next to you has a Venom skin from Marvel. Yeah, that's true. That, that's an ad, that, that's effectively an advert. That's what that is. It's go and buy the skin. Oh, also, are you interested in Marvel? Um, you know, and, you know, uh, PlayStation have skins in there, you know, crossover skins. Yes. Um, other companies do. 
you know, they're all forms of adverts, essentially. They're all mm. advertising. Um, so I, I really wouldn't mind if, you know, your, your, uh, your potion becomes, you know, a Fanta or something like it's just, it's just, it is what it is. Um, personally, I'm really selfish about this stuff. So I do not give a shit about people's kids <laughs> in Fortnite. Like it's just, don't care. <laughs> no, like, no. It, it, like it's, but, yeah, but it's, it, it's the thing that get the Daily Mail people, you know, frothing at uh, the mouth. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. But but fuck those guys. So, um, <laughs> you know, who cares? Um, like, and for sure, yeah. But, you know, be a more responsible parent. You know, like, I just, it's yeah, not like it is a walk-in advertisement well, anyway. So mm-hmm. um, if you're letting your kids play Fortnite, you know, it's not a violent <laughs> game, but it is a game you spend money on. So... Hmm. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, because like you say, um, the, yeah, the, the whole Marvel thing is, is advertising in its own right. And to be honest, I've only just sort of stopped and thought uh, when you've said that, it's like, yeah, he's right. That, 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 that kind of is advertising. I guess it's indirect advertising. They're not selling a yeah. product. Um, whereas I think well, this is probably well. more targeted at product. And I think because this was xbox that first came out with this and we're coming on to the sony side of things in a bit because xbox first came out with this and they were talking about free to play i'm guessing they either mean halo which i think you're going to struggle to put product placement in a game based in that kind of universe or warzone which again again it's already added that BMG's already added that if something like Halo, like could you get Ronald McDonald as a style skin or like the Burger King it and people just, like that? Like. It wouldn't work, would it? It's because I, I think yeah. Fortnite gets away with that because it's kind of shell shaded, cartoony. Uh, you couldn't do that in Halo. And to be honest, you know, it mm. uh, depends how people feel about it. You, you know, um, the current war zone set with all Second World War stuff. So I suppose you could advertise Coke at a stretch and even. Fa- uh, uh, yeah, even Fanta at a stretch. They were around in the Second World War. But you see what I'm saying? It would be weird to advertise yeah. Monster in a Second World War game. Well, can I quickly come back to ads in other platforms then? Because Ash Reviews Games mentioned earlier, and I remember reading about this at the time. So they say, I haven't played it for a few months, but I think Street Fighter V has ads that basically replace the loading screens. Uh, I'm not sure if there's an option to turn them off or not. And I remember this, I don't know if it's a couple of years ago or months ago, but I definitely remember reading about this and how it was almost uproar about it because you paid you know, 60 quid for this game. And rather than just a normal loading screen, it's an actual advertisement for something completely unrelated to the content of which you're playing. Mm, mm. So, I, I mean, that's... But again, being a loading screen, is that obtrusive? Or is it just solely unnecessary for the sake of being unnecessary? Like, uh, where yeah. do you draw the line? You've got me thinking now. Luke, I'll blame you for this. I'm thinking, right, so I'm thinking Forza, GT7. That's... <clears throat> loaded with brands that we pay for we're paying for that aren't we you know you've got your toyotas you've got your ferraris they're all brands that are in that game yeah the... yeah but people can't afford them for real so <laughs> Does it, i mean sure but racing games True. don't work if you don't i mean if you base a game on a real life like a racing game and you're only driving around in i don't know Toyota Yaris's, I don't think people would be too, so, too fussed about it. Now that's an interesting one. So are we are we suggesting that games like Forza and um, G Gran Turismo isn't necessarily advertising them? It's kind of a necessity. Hmm. Interesting. It's all. I think it's contextual, isn't it? I mean. Hmm. I mean, Ash Reviews yeah. games have said here that I, you know, I, he agrees with the uh, 
the skins looking weird in Halo, for example, with someone like Ronald McDonald. Wouldn't be shocked if they had it, if they had tried it. And I think even earlier today, like with um with Warzone, there was a a, a trailer for a King uh yeah, King Kong versus Godzilla, whatever it is. And that they they got they've got a collaboration, which is also arguably advertising. Mm. So Well, um Microsoft were coming under a lot of flack for this. Um, mainly from the Sony camp, because um, obviously pushing this. And then Sony weren't too far behind coming out and saying, well, actually, we've got something similar in store as well. And I'm not really sure what free-to-play game Sony would put their advertising in, because uh, as far as I'm aware, they don't have any free-to-play games yet. Well, don't, aren't they no, still yeah, the yeah. main advertiser for Warzone as well, among others? Which, Well, that would be under Microsoft's control. Well, within the next well, year not yet, but after contractual obligations have passed, yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. I, I think the, the wording made it sound like Sony had their own plans to do it in their own games, as it were. Um, yeah. So which which then leads us to think, uh, oh, what free to play games would that be then? Um, like you said, or, they're still yet to come, possibly. But almost like with mobile games, where you've got like you know ad services, where you know like rewarded ads, for example, you as the developer don't don't control what ads are shown. You're just talking to a service and that service is, you you set up some parameters and stuff on your end from a development side, but all you're doing is asking for an ad to be shown somewhere. So Hmm. does it, rather than saying, what games are they going to show their ads in? Would it be more, we're going to implement a system whereby developers can integrate ads like that in a game. But as you say, like rather than, static billboards like take cyberpunk for example where there's loads Mm. of you know monitors around in the game world do you have actual advertisements shown in game that are served via that mechanism rather than saying we are going to serve you our ads if you get what i mean yeah is it just going to be like an api or an interface to say we're going to serve ads as a function well like google ads for instance because you know i'm sure sure we've all been there we've all thought oh i i need a new dyson I, i will just Google Dyson Hoover's on on Amazon or PC World or whatever it is. And then for the next month, Dyson keeps popping up no matter what website you look at. Do you know what I mean? Um, Whether they're actually tailoring the ads to to, to certain demographics. Um, I guess Microsoft would hold. And to be honest, that's much more powerful for advertisers. It's not so much. They don't necessarily want to blanket advertise monster to everyone i'm never going to buy a can of monster in my life i don't suppose so there's no point advertising it to me if they could specify the sort of ads um that would appeal to me but i'm probably way outside the demographic for a lot of these games but that kind of thing i guess that would make it much more powerful for but um, but then is this is this where it arguably goes a bit beyond that then like you know because for a lot of websites now you have to consent to having personalized ads or you just or no you don't track those details of me mm. just give me general service ones which whatever on the list you know does it work on that level but then good, good shout. the original question is it is this the how is it then intrusive or it feels intrusive because the context isn't doesn't sorry the context of the ad doesn't fit the content of the game well my, facebook are an interesting one and i don't know what your take on this is luke but they come under a lot of fire because they hold a lot of data about people about their browsing habits and stuff like that. But you could also kind of point that towards Xbox and PlayStation saying, well, they probably hold a similar amount of data about what we do, the games we play, you know, that they could potentially sell to companies to target some adverts in-game. 
I don't know yeah. if we yeah. as gamers would have to consent to that or whether we already have on those, you know, the, um, the I'm policies. I'm sure you already have, personally. They are already, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, anything yeah, that's free I mean... to sign up to is you've already agreed that you're going to give me your data, right? Sorry, Luke, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. I think, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the thing is, I think with all of this, um, a lot of it depends on your attitude towards advertising and your data being processed. For some people, they find it quite intrusive and it's frustrating, which I completely understand. For other people like me, I do not care. Like, I don't <laughs> care what a company what. Yeah, I don't care what a company does with my data. They can advertise to me as much as I want. I th- I would think of myself as um, strong-headed enough to not, you know, to to resist adverts for Coke, right? I mean, you know, or whatever. I say that having just had a you know glass <laughs> of it here. Um, so, but. You know, so so I don't really care about it. I think some people really do. Um, and for those people, you know, those kind of adverts are going to be, um, or, or the way in which their data is processed by Facebook or Xbox or PlayStation, target ads, or they'll dislike it. But there will be opt-out. There's always some form of opt-out that you can do for this stuff. Um, quite the extent of it is won't be known. Uh, and we'll just have to see how they get implemented. You know, if it's just digital advertising in an unintrusive way and it's not particularly targeted, it's just, you know, whoever can buy up the space mm. quickly and, you know, on a billboard in Fortnite, who cares? Don't care. You know what I mean? Like, fine. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Cool. So I always find the argument... I mean, I know this is a tiny bit off topic, but I do find the argument of how, you know, only recently when people seem to care about how their data is being used when... No doubt your data's been captured since you know two thousand four or something when you first made your Google account. You know, like you're you're you are the product in anything that's free is the general saying. And of course it's true for the most part because because you know that's that's how they that's how things are developed. They take data and they use it to either create services or to serve things to you. So as much as people say, Oh, I don't want to have my data tracked in this way, it's like people like the world already knows who you are. Like if they wanted to know, they could find out. <laughs> yeah, but and I agree, but you're just one of eight billion people as well. Do you know what I mean? So you're such a tiny, yeah. insignificant speck on the sphere of of, of you know personal data that yeah. unless you unless you're a hardened criminal and you've actually got uh, something yeah. to hide, then... if you want to start trying to hack NASA <laughs> and need to be anonymous, yeah. but you can't because you've revealed yourself. <laughs> but it's too late for you. Like... Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, it's in, that was an interesting discussion because, like you say, I think it's going to start off very subtle. And like we've said, it's been around for decades already. And, uh, you know, I think, like I say, the first product placement I remember was certainly Crazy Taxi. And if I think hard enough, there's probably something before that, to be honest. Um, all the way up to Death Stranding with, with Monster that was very subtle and, and I have absolutely no problem with. And to be honest, even if they, like you say, they start putting... Can, bottles of Fanta into Fortnite, no problem with that. I think it's when it starts becoming a little bit jarring. They start taking over the screen and playing a, a 10 second advert and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, every now and again, I go around my mate's house and, and he hasn't got, he doesn't pay for um, Google Plus or whatever it is, you know, the YouTube subscription thing. So I, I pay for the YouTube subscription. I can't even remember what it's called now. And I don't get any adverts. But when I go around there and an advert pops out of nowhere, it's really jarring. It's like, oh, my God, I'd, I'd forgotten that's what this was like. Um, so if they were to go down that route, um, 
that would frustrate me, but I can also see that there would be potentially a, a monetary thing that you could pay to remove the adverts as well, like they do sometimes. Mm. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, and we're, yeah. we're, we're just yeah. at the top of it at the moment, and it worries me slightly, but... Yeah, I suppose, it, as, as we said, it all just depends on the implementation. I mean, another example I thought of was um, even back to the N64 with Super Smash Brothers when the first one came out. Like, if you'd never played... A Pokemon or a Metroid Prime or a Metroid game before, or never even heard of it, and you play Smash Brothers because you got a Super Mario in there, and, it, and I was I was the same because I played it around a friend's house as a kid. It was just like, who's this guy? And he goes, oh, that's from that series. And then you discover the series. So in that context, I mean, it's a very specific context, but it worked for that. And if it's implemented in a similarish way, rather than as you say, being un uncontextual to the to the game and stuff, then mm. I don't see it being a massive problem. And I think most people like love it or hate it. It almost sounds like it's happening anyway. So suck it up and get yeah, used we, to it. Yeah, we, we can't. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't stop it. That ball is already rolling. We're not going to be able to stop it. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. Oh, BMG, thank you. That was the third one that I couldn't think of in Crazy Taxi. I think it was Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, Tower oh, yeah. Records, and KFC. I believe is it right? Things like that. Anyway, fantastic. Let's let's just round up the show with one last topic, and we'll probably come to you on this one, Pucks. Um, seeing as you won sure. a Sonic. Over the weekend at one of those grabby machines in an arcade. I did, yes. Sonic I was very happy of it. Sonic Origins. I had lots of people excited at first, and then and then they flashed up a um an image of all of the various versions you can buy. Yeah, I don't know the full ins and outs, but it was like six different variants of the game and it's just like what? <laughs> like you're just re releasing Sonics one, two, and three, and Sonic CD. Why are you making it so complicated? <laughs> well, some of the some of the releases had animations and music in the title screen as as like a an an optional extra. And you'd think is that not kind yeah. of just wow? They're really scraping the bottom of the barrel to try and come up with some tiers of games that do you know what I mean? Tiers of yeah, the same I, I, game. Well, Sega are really good at doing this, aren't they? Not just with Sonic. I'm not sure they are. When they... <laughs> no, but I mean in terms of creating like all these different packages for their titles mm. and having like this top tier one that maybe comes with uh, an ornament or a statue or something you put on your shelf and then other streams of DLC, which otherwise you may have to pay separately for anyway. I'm just trying to look it up as, as we speak, actually. I just want to see what the different tiers are. Oh, it, um... it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. So we've got the... St- Standard edition, we've got the start dash pack, uh, which comes with free DLC included with a pre order of the standard or digital deluxe version. Then you've got the premium fun pack, the classic music pack, and the digital deluxe pack. So, so, so uh, read out, read out what the classical music pack has as, as it stand out. Well, it's under coming soon, it's got even pre order that yet, but it seems like it's going to be well, it's, okay, so it's got like rings. Yeah. And it's, it's it's a table, right? So things down the left hand side are rings as to what you get, and uh, so the classic fun pack just has additional music tracks from the Mega Drive and slash Genesis titles. Um, the premium fun pack has hard missions. It has the letterbox background. It has the character animation in the main menu. It's got the car- camera controls over the main menu islands. I'm reading these out verbatim, <laughs> by the way. And character animations during music islands. Whereas if you just get the standard edition, for example, you just get the main game. But if you've pre-ordered the standard edition, you get 100 bonus coins, whatever the hell that means. Mirror mode as an unlockable in-game mode. 
and the letterbox backgrounds. And if you get the start dash pack, you get those included with pre-order as a... You just get them rather than having to pre-order the game entirely. This is just Sonic 1, 2 and 3, for God's sake. Do we need all of this? It's yeah. just ridiculous. I mean, I saw some trailers and it says about how, oh, yeah, you know, you have um, letterbox modes if you want to go standard or, you know, or you just stick with the default widescreen. It's just like, well, who gives a crap? those kind of <laughs> things. But it's a remaster. Like I say re- it's a remaster, as in it just has a few extra options. It doesn't look any different. It's not like they've made it, you know, look vector based rather than pixelated. But oh, it looks overly complicated. And of course, then you've got the, the big bad daddy digital deluxe one, which comes with everything. Well, I say that, and I say that, but then under the whole 100 bonus coins, the mirror mode, and the letterbox background, it still has that as so it's included uh, with a pre-order, rather it, than it's included if you was to buy it after. It's fair to say period. it's confused the community. No one really understands mm. the bottom. Are you a Sega fan, Luke? Is that Does this bother you in any way? <laughs> um, well, that's a loaded That's a difficult question to answer. Um, I... I I mean, in respect to Sonic, I'm not really a Sonic fan. I was always a Mario fan. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, never really did anything for me. I don't really get the hype about Sonic. Uh, so this one, kind of, eh, uh, mm. as an announcement, the the addition stuff is super weird. Yeah. Good. Uh, get it. Um, broader Sega fan, some games. Uh, Jet Set Radio is probably my favorite Sega game, funnily enough. Um but uh, but yeah, it's weird. I don't I don't I don't get the editions. Like usually, your digital editions are, you know, the bonuses you get are unrelated to the product you're getting. Essentially, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're yeah. kind of things extraneous yeah. to that experience. Yeah. Here, like there are actual things that will change the game as you get Sonic Origins. Like it's it will change it. So. It's really bizarre, really strange. They've had to code six different versions, <laughs> with you know, with various yeah. you know switches on and off to to play the animations on this particular. It's just weird. Just yeah, that's uh, it's just weird. It just seems like an and as you say, it's not. It's like I mean, it would be weird if it was a brand new Sonic. Yeah, but it's even weirder that it's just yeah. old Sonic games. Like it's just it'd be like you know Nintendo going, here's the Super Mario 3D collection. And, you know, you get a fancy, like, intro if you get this edition. And we've put some extra animations into Super Mario Galaxy, you know, at the front-end menu. And, uh, oh, by the way, you also get... um, There's no touch control. Like, you can have, um, like, a controller uh, input on Super Mario Galaxy. You don't have to do any motion. Like, it's all that... It's just super weird stuff that I just don't... I don't get why they're doing it. It just seems to be a weird way to nickel and dime big fans. What does... Camera controls over the main menu islands. No one knows. No one knows. Does, we don't, it, does, that, does that just mean that so, as you're, does that mean that you can just use the right stick to you know move the camera? Yeah. I, I wonder if it's like <laughs> if you if so it's free games, isn't it? So it's, in it's my head, four. it's full, full right. So in my head, you would go onto a main screen, and. In all the other editions, you would like move across the screen to go to your island, and the island represents a game. And then on the, this premium edition, you can mm. then change the camera round that area, so you can do a full three D of the islands. Like, I mean, that should that does. Why is that a premium premium edition? I have no idea. <laughs> no all idea. In, all in eight bit graphics. Know. 
It's just, have, like, yeah, like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And then the other one is character animation in the main menu. Like, like it's been almost like a Sonic trademark that at the beginning of, like, as the game starts up, you know, like he kind of jumps up onto the screen and yeah. like, waves his finger. Are you telling me that he won't, he will only maybe just do that rather than <laughs> wave his finger? Um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> wow. Very bizarre. Oh, um, I think it was actually Sonic 3. Three that lots of people were kind of excited about because I don't think that's had a re-release for a long time, is it, or a remaster on a on a newer yeah, platform? Yeah, it's been stuck on. Yeah, I think you could only buy it on I think three sixty or something, but as a separate title. Or yeah, very much it's on PC and every other platform. But yeah, people seem to kick up a fuss. It's not been part of a collection for a long time. I, I just I don't know. I just don't think Sega have that pull like Nintendo do when it comes to Sonic versus. The Mario titles, and and I, oh, my preference is Sega as well. I mean, I love my Mega Drive and da 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 da, but they just don't have it in comparison to Nintendo, do they? If this was Nintendo, I think all the Nintendo fans would be frothing at the mouth. They'd probably still be thinking it's weird, but they'd be lining up and choosing which edition they're going to buy. But it just doesn't seem to work for Sega. Perhaps I'm I wrong. I feel like the main difference. I think <laughs> the main difference with Sega that with Sonic though is that, like for the most part, Mario, the Mario, like the mainline Mario titles have been ultimately pretty consistent in terms of their quality like most people have liked them some people yeah you don't quite like this one more than another one but they've all been overall pretty pretty damn good whereas the sonic franchise has had like yeah, the highs down. of sonic adventure yeah. and sonic adventure 2 and then the dips of sonic 06 which nobody ever wants to talk about and then it and then it kind of changed from kind of being like a platformy type game with some speed to the kind of on rails i can't remember what they call it um like the modern Sonic games where you're you're running on a track and you have to follow the track yeah. and you can't like free move around and stuff. It's almost like it kind of lost its identity trying to find it and the you know if you're a hardcore Sonic fan you stuck with it but if you kind of bounced off and played other things then you the fandom kind of dipped whereas Nintendo being consistent if you are a Nintendo fan like uh, myself and Luke for example like stock of Mario probably since the beginning and they've always been really good no matter how much you thought of the title but Sonic it was like that was bad enough that I'm happy to not play it <laughs> yeah and my fandom has yeah. dipped because of it it, it didn't but, make the transition into the 3D world particularly seamlessly did it <laughs> yeah which is why I think a lot of people are riding a lot on the big one coming out later this year because they've advertised it to be open world or it's open zone I think they've described it but how they implement it in practice is going to be completely different to people's expectations. Very yeah. much, people's expectations are going to be like through the roof. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not going to deliver. I can tell them that now. It's not going to deliver. <laughs> I, ha- I I like to hope personally, but I I kind of agree in a way. Mm. But yeah, I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Excellent. Well, yeah. Well, just just more strangeness from sega on that front particularly around the uh, the sonic brand anything else we need to discuss while we're here gents i think we've kind of rounded up most of the topics have i missed anything i don't think there's anything i don't major think i have no personally. wow um yeah I, know, I mean halo season two stuff got announced earlier today didn't it it did uh, perhaps new modes and that but i don't think there's much to discuss perhaps we'll I mean, save i'm not that. a massive halo fan yeah. Now we'll save that for perhaps Sunday show if we can do one when Scott's here. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and go through some of those things. But, um... Oh, um, uh, that's something I've just read before we do go. Talking about the Xbox app, so it's a new topic as of six forty-five this evening. Stories saying, uh, sorry, yeah, Xbox is adding stories to the mobile app. What does because that mean? Why not? 
Uh, what does that I, mean? I, I feel like it's like the Instagram thing where you kind of yeah, it's like the Instagram thing. I don't I use Instagram, but I'm aware of the feature, like where you right. put like pictures together in like a compilation, and then people mm. can watch them. How the hell it works, I have no idea. Yeah. Probably just put I, well, screenshots and screen captures together. In I'd a like real... to think that this might mean there's a redesign of the app coming then, perhaps. But mm, that's interesting. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, thank you very much, gents. Yes, it's been a kind of a, a mishmash of topics at the moment. Um, not masses of, of huge news dropping at the moment. Um, although I did see that the Corey Barlog put a message out on uh, the anniversary of uh, God of War. And saying that there's nothing really to show off yet. And I think lots of people were thinking, yeah. well, if the game launches by the end of the year, you don't have anything to show off yet. Uh, mm. I, a, I don't think the game is launching this year. But B, I think if, if Sony do have something, they're obviously going to save it for a big showcase. They're not just going to drop it on a... Didn't Cory Barlow come out and say that they were like almost reiterating that it's going to be coming out later this year? <sighs> Did he? Uh, I thought he, he, I thought he, he came he, out and confirmed he, it after, like, afterwards. He didn't, but I think Bruno Velasquez, who I think is the lead animation director, was like asked on Twitter, like by someone, "Can you just oh, like okay. say, is it coming this year?" And he said, "Yes, it's coming this year." Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. It was very emphatic. So I think I think it's been a bit confusing because actually the Barlog message was commemorating was supposed to commemorate the fact that it's been four years since God of War to the day. But invariably, he added just a bit, you know, we're still working on Ragnarok. We'll show you more when it's closer to the time. And so, you know, I think maybe the message is a bit lost. Like, it, he wasn't trying to use it for an update on Ragnarok. He was trying to use it yeah. to celebrate God of War. So, but yeah, the, the animation director was very emphatic that it's still coming this year. Oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, okay. We'll see. Yeah, I'd we'll love see. to be wrong yeah. on that front. I certainly hope it is coming this year. That would be a fantastic addition to the PS5 final, final, lineup. Go on. Final, final comment I've just seen here as well from Ash Reviews Games saying Sega will also add stories for an additional 1999. <laughs> yeah, spin what tier you get. You've got to go, go for the right tier. Yeah. Yeah. Depends if you want animation with yeah. that as well. Or sounds. <laughs> bizarre anyway yeah. thank you very much panel thanks it's always it's always a, a delight ch chatting gaming news and stuff with you chaps um fantastic Can I add something before you actually close as well cool before. so i know i mentioned this on discord but i appreciate there's probably people here watching that maybe not be on there so i actually and we talked about it uh, when we met in person a couple of days ago so i'm i'm interested in doing a potential stream in the nearest future where i may spend two hours trying to put a small kind of game project together and just kind of almost show off the process um, from a very simplistic level in so, UE5 I was probably gonna, uh, I don't know yet Unity or maybe UE5 I need to get up to speed of UE5 personally but uh, one or the other perhaps um, but if people are interested in watching something like that I just wanted to kind of put it out there that I'm, in, I'm interested in doing it if people would be interested in watching it um, and if so please let us know uh, send me a whether it's a DM or on Twitter or put something on, on the Discord channel if you're interested in that kind of content and if you are then I'll I'll think of something and try to put something together to try and stream and we'll make a game together effectively, I think's the idea. So if you're interested in something like that, yeah, please let me know. Yeah, I think that would be massively popular. I think it's something you need to do. 
So, uh, I shall have a think. Yeah. No, fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you. Yes, chat. Thank you as always. You've been fantastic. Thank you for bringing uh, some fresh ideas, some some different perspectives to some of the topics we discuss. It would not be the same show without the live chat. That is certainly for sure. So, um, no, thank you very much. We'll aim to try and bring a show on Sunday if we can. We'll try and dig around for some more truffles, for some more topics that we can that we can snaffle out and and, and sort of. Um, sink our teeth into uh, and like you say we've already got one in the season two stuff with halo but uh, fantastic well thank you very much everyone um safe gaming enjoy whatever it is you're playing at the moment and we will see you on the next one goodbye take care